0: If you would, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 8. We'll be reading from verse 26 through 31. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Acts 8, 26 through 31. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandak, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, "'Go over and walk along beside the carriage.' Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you were reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? (laughs) He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Asetos. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. The Word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, may they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we invite your Holy Spirit to come, speak to our hearts, help us to hear the good news, and help us to go from this place proclaiming the good news of Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love it. I absolutely love it when the Holy Spirit works, when the Holy Spirit encounters us, or when we go out into the world and the Holy Spirit helps us encounter others and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, Philip... Uh, let's let's uh, re- remember where we are in the story of Acts. We just had Stephen's uh, death. He had just been stoned to death uh, because he was proclaiming the good news. Uh, and from that point, the church began to be persecuted and started to spread across uh, the, the world. You remember when Jesus, right before he ascended into heaven, he told the disciples that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem... In uh, Judea and Samaria and throughout the ends of the earth. And this is the point where we begin going throughout Judea and Samaria, uh, part of Jesus' call to be a witness to all these people. Uh, and, And Philip, we first met Philip, he was one of the seven men, just like Stephen, who were called to feed the widows. You remember the story that uh, the the women, uh, the widows uh, that had moved into town, uh, the Greek-speaking widows who weren't uh, from Jerusalem had stayed there after Pentecost, and they weren't being fed. They weren't being taken care of. And the church decided they needed to have someone there to help them uh, be taken care of. And they chose seven men. Stephen and Philip were were two of those people. Uh, And and the Scripture tells us uh, that Philip... uh, began going uh, and and teaching throughout. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened to him, this is verse 6, intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. Many evil spirits were cast out screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lamed were healed. So there was great joy in the city. Uh, And if you remember, Samaria was a place that uh, the Jewish people didn't really want to go to. And if you don't know the story there, uh, when the northern kingdom was uh, taken over, uh, you remember Israel was split into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Uh, And when the northern kingdom was taken over, they took uh, most of the population away and they put in foreigners there. So the southern kingdom felt like they were the true worshipers. And then when Babylon came and, and uh, overtook the southern kingdom and took all of the people back to, to Babylon, uh, there were still people that were left, just a few. Uh, and the northern kingdom in Samaria, the people started to uh, intermarry with foreigners. Uh, some, some, uh, and when the Jewish people came back from Babylon, they felt like the Samaritans weren't Worthy of worship. They weren't uh, worshiping the way that they should. They weren't really, uh, sh- and they weren't allowed to come into uh, Jerusalem and worship. Uh, and and the, the Jewish people wouldn't even go into Samaria, uh, they would go all the way around it. Uh, that was how prejudiced they were against the, these people. Uh, and uh, so, and you remember Jesus went into Samaria you remember that uh, as well and so here Philip Philip not only uh, was feeding people he went to feed them with the good news of Jesus Christ wherever he went and miraculous things started going on people were healed Uh, evil spirits were cast out the lame were beginning to walk and everybody uh, was amazed at what was going on Uh, and then Uh, it says here in 26, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. This road uh, would have been probably one of the most busiest areas of traffic from people going all over the world. All the roads kind of led into this one area. And so people would be coming from all over, going to this road and then spreading off throughout all the areas of the world. And an angel told Philip, Go down there. Now, if an angel told you all to do something, would you do it? Would you? I would hope so. I would hope that if an angel came and told you to do something, that you would do it. So Philip walks down there about 60 miles uh, down to where the angel told him to go. And as he's going, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, Hey, you see that chariot over there? Go walk alongside it. So he walks along the chariot, and as he's walking along, uh, it's he sees that this man is a a unit from Ethiopia. He had to have a lot of uh, uh, influence because he had his own scroll of of the Book of Isaiah. Uh, You know, everybody didn't just have a Bible that they could read all the time, uh, and, and most people didn't have this in their possession at all unless they were very rich. You know, you're very lucky, so everybody should hold up their Bible right now and say, I'm very lucky. Oh, you didn't bring it. Okay, some people did. Um, So, uh, you know, uh, we have an incredible opportunity, an incredible opportunity to be in the Word all the time because it's so available to us. Why wouldn't we always be reading the Scripture? If we're not reading the Scripture, we're not being fed. If we're not allowing that Scripture to fill us and change us and transform us, then we're not being who God is calling us to be. So he's reading from this this, uh, scroll from the prophet Isaiah, uh, and and Philip was prompted by the Holy Spirit. So do you understand what you're reading? The man says, no, I don't. I, I don't understand what I'm reading. He says... He goes where this man is. He meets him where this man is and teaches them who Jesus is and who he can be in Jesus Christ. Well, this man, this man was also one of those people that were an outsider in the church. Uh, He wouldn't have been allowed to worship fully. Uh, because uh, he he was a eunuch, because he was a foreigner. He wouldn't have been allowed to go into the the inner sanctuary there. Uh, But he came to worship. He came and Philip met him where he was and invited him in to a relationship with Jesus Christ. He, He allowed him into this place that he would have felt like he wouldn't have belonged. And he was welcomed fully in. And as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And Philip agreed. He ordered the carriage to stop. And they went down into the water. And and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Did you catch that? Did you catch what happened there? After they came up out of the water, he baptized Philip. Philip was no longer there. How many of y'all want to be that kind of evangelist? There's some people up here say, yeah, I want. To. That would freak me out. Would it freak you out if that? And I've actually heard of an evangelist that that happened to in our day and age. Uh, he was preaching in um, Jerusalem in uh, one of the uh, orthodox areas of town, telling them about the good news of Jesus Christ. And guess what? You're not supposed to do that there. But God told him to go. And he went. And the people started to come out when they heard who he was talking about, and they started picking up rocks. This, This was about 40 years ago. They started to pick up rocks and encircle him. And he closed his eyes and was ready to go to heaven because he knew that was it. And as he waited, and he waited, the sounds of jeering and yelling and screaming changed to just normal sounds. And he opened his eyes, and he was 100 miles away from where he was. The Holy Spirit still does miraculous things. And it might just be a nudge to say, Hey, pick up the phone and call so-and-so. Oh, I haven't talked to them in a while. I'll get to it. I'll call them tomorrow. I'll call them the next day. When the Holy Spirit nudges folks, Call. Go by. See. Be willing to be used in a miraculous way and wait and see what God was to, would do. Uh, there was one day that I was uh, walking, there, there was a huge event going on in the church, uh, and uh, I walked down to the, this was when I was here before, uh, and I was walking down the hallway to go out, the, there was a band playing out there, it was youth gathering, people from the city were all, all here, we had church uh, youth from all over that were here, and we had one of our youth was sitting in the library You know, do y'all know that we have a church library? A lot of good books in there. Uh, And that youth was sitting in the library, and and they were reading a book. And I came by and I looked, and in that book there was only one word. There was only one word in that book that I saw. Now, there were all other words. This word jumped out of the page. It was huge. And, and, And I said, well, and I thought to myself, that must be what they're dealing with right now. Sure enough, two days later, they called and said, Hey, I want to talk to you. Came by. I already knew why they were going to come talk. Why? Because the Holy Spirit showed me what was going on. Other times, people will accidentally call me on their cell phone. Y'all be careful if you have my number in your cell phone or Sione's. Because I get phone calls all the time from you, and you don't know it. (laughs) Yeah. And guess what? You talk freely because that phone is in your pocket or in your purse, and and you don't know what's going on. There might be a fight going on. There might be something going on. God shows me what's happening in your life. That's the Holy Spirit. Do I think that's an accident? No. (laughs) Do I thank God for those moments? Yes. The Holy Spirit still brings encounters for us to help people to grow in their relationship with Him. All we have to be willing to do is to be like Philip and to go and to listen and to do. We don't have to know what to say. We don't have to know what to do because the Holy Spirit will guide us and direct us and help us to help those people in whatever it is they need. Even if it's just sitting there, holding their hand, weeping uncontrollably with them. Are you willing? Are you willing to be used by the Holy Spirit To proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to anyone and tell everyone that they are welcome. Even those who may feel like outcasts or feel like they don't belong or feel like they could never step foot into the church because the church would fall down upon them. uh, Anyone and everyone, would you be willing to be used by the Holy Spirit? And if you are, you better hold on. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit will use you to glorify Jesus Christ, to help someone along their way and help them to know that they are loved by a God who would die on a cross for them. Let us pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you died on a cross for all of us. We thank you that you died on a cross and all of our sins are forgiven. We thank you for this act of communion where we proclaim the mystery of our faith, that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. And we proclaim that we, even us, are missionaries. To be used by you to tell others of the good news. God open our ears, our eyes, our hearts to the miraculous events of the Holy Spirit. God direct us on how we can teach others, help others love others the way that you love us. Help us to remember everyone is sacred in your eyes even if the world says they aren't they are and help us as the body of Christ welcome them in with loving arms in Jesus name we pray amen